Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver. Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved. Today, I have the amazing opportunity of chatting with somebody called Tom Morley. So when you were growing up, did you ever get a couple of pencils or a couple of pens and start uh, pretending you were a drummer? Well, this man was a drummer. And then he's taken that drumming experience and turned it into something amazing. He engages teams, brings teams together. And I hope you enjoy this next hour that I have to chat with Tom. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved today. I have the amazing pleasure of chatting with Tom Morley, Rockstar Activator. How are you, Tom? I'm very well, as you know. <laughs> I think we've just been through about 20 minutes of technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, but no, this is this is amazing. I can, I can see you. You can I can hear you, and and likewise as well. Mm. So no, this is this is. I'm really looking forward to this actually. Um, really looking forward to it. So my first question is for those people that don't know who Tom Morley is. Who is he, and how has he got to uh, to to stand in front of those drums today? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well. People know me, some people know me through a group I was in in the late 70s, early 80s called Scritty Politi. If they don't know that, they'll know uh, David Bowie, who I did some work with around that time, Madness, who I did some work with after Scritty, because I was one of the first people to learn to program drum machines when they were difficult. And you'd walk into a studio with a drum machine and the engineers would go, oh, no. Get, uh, get get rid of this guy. And then I'd just turn it on. Uh, blimey, he can use it. He can actually program it because they had so much um, yeah, aggro because they were they were quite complicated when they first came. Well, they weren't that complicated, but if you were a drummer, um, you'd have a culture of hitting things, you know, not like pressing buttons. But luckily I got into it early. So, um, so that was the sort of 70s, 80s. And then I set up a company called Instant Teamwork in 1999. I took Prince's advice advice and taught a party like it's 1999, but <laughs> with people who could pay me. So um, yeah. a friend of mine said, you know, the music business, it's uh, it's getting tricky. Uh, why don't you just go with the money? And they, this guy, he said, there's a lot of money moving around in the city. All you've got to do is get in the way of some of it. So, um, so you did. That's how I that's how I got here in front of these drums in a nutshell. Yeah. I thought I'd just get in the way of some money. Yeah. And not amazing. Okay. So the, the question, how did you pivot from the the rock star lifestyle yeah. to to the city? Well, I, the, uh, the, the thing that always excited me about any band I was in um, was getting people moving because as a teenager – even though I was an introvert, I, I found that if I, you know, we'd have these parties and people would just kind of sit around. But I found if I could drink enough cider to get myself in the center of the dance floor or someone's front room, wherever it was, and just start waving my arms around. At, at the time, it was the kind of 60s. So it was late 60s. So it was, I don't know if you remember um, 
the crazy world of Arthur Brown. This guy he used to dance in, with his arms just and he had a headset, head on fire and stuff. Yeah. So I just used to dance like that. And then I found that, that all people needed, all the other teenagers, all my pals just needed permission to get on the floor. They go, well, if I'm doing that crazy thing, we can do this slightly, you know, uh, don't know what they did exactly. But anyway, they all got dancing. So I became this, it, weirdly enough, my kind of rock star activator thing was really seeded at those those parties when I was 15. And I just thought, oh, but this, it's a very, very easy trick. Um, you just see a space, start moving in it. Yeah. And that's kind of what I do now, but without the cider. You know. <laughs> Do you, do you finish with the cider? Well, do you know what the weird thing is? I I thought when I when I went to, to the corporate world, I thought I thought I've got to learn all about the neuroscience of what's going on in a body, team building, bell being Myers Briggs. Got to talk about all this stuff in the bar, which I can do. I learned it all. Yeah, and I've got certificates and all sorts of stuff. And that, uh, I found. 20 years, nobody's ever asked me about it. All they've ever asked me about is what was it like on the road? What was it like in a band? What drugs did he take? What were the groupies like? <laughs> uh, did he fall asleep on the tour? But, you know, all this, that's all they want to know. So actually, again, it's really, really easy because the life they imagine I've had uh, is much more exciting than the life I actually had. It, it's funny, David Bay said this um you know that song, he says, uh, I don't want to go out, I want to stay in and get things done. It's the beginning of modern love, which is uh, around the time I knew him. We used to say, yeah, we'd be in the studio recording, right? <laughs> and people would say, are you coming to this club or that club? And we'd go, no, we, you know, we've got to go and get some sleep. We'll be recording again tomorrow. And he used yeah. to say, you know, people have all these fancies about him as well. But um the guy just liked working hard. You you wouldn't see him uh, out, you know, schmoozing around in a lot of clubs. Or it, it would be calculated if he did it. He he wouldn't say, "Hey, I just got to go out and let my hair down." You know, yeah. just go and get some sleep, as, as we all had to. You know, got you, got you. So how how did you take the the drums and you mm. drumming to then create what you do now? Um, and 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 become the rock star activator what was that what was that journey like and 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 how did you get your first paying person well weirdly enough um uh, i'll tell you that in two answers one, one we were at a gig this is scrutiny and a gig in berlin and the, there was a power cut it wasn't that big a gig it's only about 300 people um and i just carried on <laughs> drumming right now and we were we, we used to mix kind of rock and reggae. So I was already playing a reggae beat, and um, I noticed some of the crowd were going, oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm not singing it very well, but uh, you know Bob Marley. Yeah. Um, so I just thought, all right, I'll join in. So I started singing the call. They started singing the the response. Me the call, them the response. You know, and um, and then when the lights came on. Where the the rest of the band just joined in, you know, Green and Neil. There's only three of us at the time, and then of course it, it brought the house down. And we went on, did our numbers, and um, people said afterwards, "Did you choreograph that? It worked so well, you know, that whole <laughs> thing about the the mock power cut." <laughs> and again, so I thought, uh, well, there's really something here. You don't you don't even need any electricity. It, 
you can get a call and response going um, really simply because it, there's something, you know, I wouldn't say it's tribal exactly, but it, it's, um, you know, what can I say? You know, we all spend nine months in our mother's womb, black, white, yeah. uh, whatever, high class, low class, middle class. Yeah. We, so we have nine months of that beat. So corresponding, correspondingly, consequentially, what leads on from that yeah. <laughs> is we all respond to a beat. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, all, it's almost that simple. If you ask the journey, it's like going, Oh, well, I, I know what it was. I was, I was doing a lot of kind of just public workshops for my own pleasure because I got yeah. into African music, African harmony, African drumming, and I was doing. I was getting a group of people going out a party again. You know, when I was a teenager, as we put on jumping jack flash. Um, when uh, when I was at this party, you know, twenty. 30 years later, I was just yeah. getting everybody singing an African song and playing one drum, which I happened to have in the back of the car. Um, and the guy said, will you come and try this in my business as a team building thing? And I said, well, I'll try it, but I don't think it's going to work. And the, do you know what? It worked really well. Really? He, he, he worked for a media company, but I thought well, maybe he only works with media people, but actually it worked with lawyers and bank. I found out afterwards, bankers, all sorts. But, um, and I found that, yeah, business people, they're focused, they're goal-orientated, they listen, they're kind of interested in new things. Yeah. If they are packaged in a way, you only have to try this for half an hour or an hour or 45 minutes. So you've got to give it to them as a package and say, carry on exactly the same afterwards. Yeah. Um, park your grievance that you had with that person. It will be there waiting for you when you get back. <laughs> uh, and very often the grievous wasn't there. They'd go, oh, well, fuck that. Yeah. What yeah. was all that about? Yeah, we're, we're all the team now. <laughs> so I found, uh, I thought it was all going to be hype, but actually it really worked. So, um, so from that event, I mean, luck, luckily I said I'd do it cheap if I can film it. And from that, I then, my wife at that time, she was my girlfriend at the time, but she was working for Nokia doing some copywriting and, and the HR head of HR came in one day she said, and she was really stressed. And she said, well, you, what's up? And she said, Oh, we've got this conference in um, Helsinki and I've forgotten to tick the team building box and it's, uh, it's in two weeks time. And she said, what's the, what's the title of the conference? She said, it's changing rhythms. And wow. so she said, uh, well, I think I can help you call this guy you know she didn't say we we're related so i remember i was i, I lived in central london at the time this studio flat I'd, i i was actually having a party and so i had to take the phone into the bathroom and in those days it was a phone on a cable so i had to stretch the phone yeah. <laughs> i remember sitting on the bathroom floor and this woman saying um yeah i wonder if you can help us da, da, da. i've seen your little video and dawn says you're great um, what would it cost? And I had in my mind because I'd, I'd only I'd, I'd never charged anyone before, so uh, I th I thought what well, well, I normally do a public workshop for you know twenty five quid, and I thought well I'll just multiply it by a hundred right. So I said well it cost you two thousand five hundred pounds, and she said 
fine, um, we'll send you a business class ticket. So I went to Helsinki, and again, I filmed that one. Wow. And, um, and then I just built a website, and then it just took off. Yeah. But I remember, I, I distinctly remember that moment in the hotel. In You know, it's the first time someone had been at an airport with my name on the sign. Yeah. <laughs> it's like being in a movie. Um, from, yeah, going down in the lift and thinking, well, my life's going to change in one way today. I'm not sure which. Yeah. I'm either going to be set up or I'm going to be ridiculed. So, you know, but it worked really well. I, the great thing was, you see this quite a lot in our business. I'm sure a lot of people in my position see this, where, where people are anxious, anxious, anxious about booking you. And then um, after about two minutes, they just give the thumbs up, or the CEO gives the thumbs up to the uh, HR director or the person who booked you. And you yeah. think, all right, I'm plain sailing now. Yes. So, uh, and that happened with, I would say, within um, 30 seconds, I just saw the CEO give the booker the thumbs up. Uh -huh. Brilliant. Uh -huh. Okay. And I was doing a more radical warm up than I do these days for sure. I was getting to do some weird stuff, you know. <laughs> anyway, they they went for it. And um so yeah, so that's how it happened. And that was over twenty years ago. So Brilliant. since then I've been all around the world you know, several times doing it. So what is it you do? And how do you do it? Well, um I've come across the name Rockstar Activator quite recently. There's a there's a speaker called Jamil Qureshi, who's a mate of mine, and he, we've worked together a bit. And it, I was playing with ideas like the Vibe Navigator and the Rhythmic Ringmaster, and he said, oh, let me tell you what you are. He said, you're a Rockstar Activator. <laughs> he said, I see it. You just do it. Um, you bring this kind of rock star-ness out of people um, within minutes. So I said, but well, that sounds a bit cocky, you know. He said, no, just do it, just try it. And and since I've used that, um, it's just kind of people said, yeah, of course, yeah, we've always known it. And, and, and on LinkedIn, I changed <laughs> instead of going team building expert, I just put rock star. And yeah. I tell you, the amount of um, attention that got, just that one tiny change. Wow. Uh, it means I get all sorts of people contacting me now because of that thing in the bar. You know, they just want to, they just want to talk, you know, about what, but I mean, really, I, I, they want to live their life vicariously or they want to live their past vicariously through me. Yeah. So I'm yeah. happy, you know, luckily I can't remember everything. So they, um, <laughs> what, what details they fill in that they're, they're probably true. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've forgotten the question. Yeah, that's no, so, so fine. That's fine. That's fine. So, so when you're working with people, what are the benefits of working with Tom Morley? So, what 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 do you help people with? Well, I mean, really, it if if you take that, I can't remember who said it. Most people live uh, lives of quiet desperation and go to their graves with the song unsung. Their song unsung. If that is the case, I mean. Really, uh, the way society is set up, it's yeah. designed. Well, it's not designed in a conspiratorial way, but uh, you know, we're, we're meant to buy stuff to be happy. Uh, nobody's happy because stuff can't make us happy. So, so what they get from me is a kind of feel that their spirits get activated. They can't help it. That they, they don't know that they, they feel amazing afterwards, and they, sometimes they say. 
curious that before your session, I felt um, a bit sort of depressed, but after I felt great. Must have been that coffee I had just before I went in. You know, they they they, they can't um, sometimes acknowledge that I had anything to do with it yeah. other than entertain them. But really, I think I turned something on inside. It, if you were to talk about it in business terms, you'd say it was disc discretionary effort. It's that effort that you make um, that is up to you. Most people can do their job on 50%. Uh, yeah. If they put 80% in, that's a bonus. If they put 100% in, that means they're rocking. So, so I get them into flow, which has been talked a lot about if you read the book flow um, by Mihaly with the unpronounceable name, I've got, yeah. if I learn to say his name properly, I'll put my prices up. But um, anyway, from his book, he says flow is found at the intersection of discipline and surrender. So I say the groove is found at the crossroads of discipline and surrender, partly to customize it. Yeah. It's worth more money, but um, also that the crossroads is, is a more kind of visceral. You can imagine going to the crossroads of discipline and surrender. And it kind of makes sense because um, how I get them there is I teach them some basics of drumming. I not normally I have a whole load of drums with me or percussion or something yeah. to hit, um, which gets them surprised. You know, they get really surprised. Blimey, we're all on the beat. I'd, I've had CEOs say to me, that's a, that's amazing what you've just done, and that's just the warm up. Okay, you haven't, I haven't even started yet. Yeah. <laughs> but they say it's the first time we've ever heard them work together as a team. And then I teach this side one beat, this side another beat, and I put them together, uh, and it turns into this amazing sort of polyrhythm. But I've studied it enough to know it's going to work. You know, it's always going to work. Yeah. Um, and I. At first, I had other drummers with me, and gradually, I I can just do it on my own. You know, it, it's a bonus if I have other drummers, of course, but um, yeah. I can do it on my own. And actually, it's really empowering to the group if it's just me and two hundred of them. They cannot say it's all because of you, Tom. It's not all because of yeah. me because I drop out sometimes. I go right over to you. They go what? Yeah, you you lot start. You lot come in, da, da, da. and then they just take it. It's Absolutely um, incredible. So they can't deny, even if they want to say at the beginning, I haven't got a rhythmic bone in my body, I was told to mime in the school choir, you know, all these horror yeah. stories. I mean, there's thousands of horror stories of people in their musical school life. Um, but we just get through that. I, you know, I, I sometimes say to them, look, we can either spend three months in therapy getting over it or we can just do it. You know, what do you want to do? And if if I'm cheeky enough and I have permission, I say, let's invite all those. Imagine we're inviting all those music teachers on stage right now. What do you want to say to them? I'll count you in one, two. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to say it, right? Yeah. I never say it, but there's this chorus of, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. they absolutely love it. And then they're just fooling about laughing. I'll go, I didn't say anything. I just counted you in. Yeah, um, brilliant. So we get through that. So that kind of purges them of their teachers who shut them up. You know, because I mean, there's nothing wrong with those teachers. They they had targets to meet and they had awards to win. You know, and prizes to win for the school. You know, they're they're stuck in the system as much yeah, as everybody yeah. else. So I'm sure they did their best, but it did 
the, the system does shut a lot of people down in the yeah. same way it shuts them down artistically. It says, Johnny is the best drawer. Susie is the best sculptor. The rest of you, uh, you know, yeah. play on your phones. It's, um, it's a sad system. I mean, I say that there's probably a lot of teachers watching go or listening. Go, oh, we don't do that. So I'm sorry to them. You know, I've met some amazing teachers as well, especially when I've worked in schools, but certainly when I was at school, there were some people who were good and the rest of the people got discarded. But I mean, yeah. that was 50 years ago, no, 60 years ago. So, so how do you get it to be a level playing field? So how do you get it to to, to get people starting and they, they might go, I've not got a musical born in my body, mm -hmm. to the end of it, that everybody is in, in tune and working together? Yeah. Well, um, I start really simply. Uh, first of all, I get them to stand up, uh, which is a challenge. I, I do it on Zoom as well. Um, and then I just get them to move. I say, we're just going to move uh, forward, back, forward, back. There's always some people who get that wrong. Yeah. And I always say, so yeah, for, you, for some of you, it's the other version of forward. And then <laughs> I, I do it all through humor. Yeah. And then maybe just one beat, you know, as we move, just going, Dum, or call and response. Oh, Leo, oh, Leo, oh, Leo, oh, Leo. And I said, I said, we're not singing, we're chanting. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, one of the easiest gigs I ever did with this, <laughs> I was working with the Teenage Cancer Trust at um, the Albert Hall. I was just putting on workshops for them um, backstage during their charity concert. There was The Who, there was Madness, there was Oasis, all sorts of people earning all this money for them. Um, and they were coming from all over the country, all these teenagers with cancer. And during the day, they said, we should, rather than just show you around the Albert Hall, we'll put on a workshop for you. It was Mark who got me this, Mark from Madness. So I had all these drums. And, um, and then after the workshops, I spoke to the stage manager, and um, it was handy, Madness were on board, but because uh, I said, why don't we open the show with these kids, right? So. They said, "Well, we're going we're to come and see how good you are." You know, so yeah. we're not having any rubbish on stage. So we just put on this amazing performance backstage. They said, "Yeah, of course, open the show." So we opened with these kids. These kids who, and I have to say, some of them were dying. You know, they had pretty bad cancer. They'd come. Mm -hmm. This was one of the last things they were going to do in their life. Their parents had brought them in wheelchairs and stuff. Yeah. They ended up on stage. At the Albert Hall. Now, if so, I got them to do the call. There's only 20 of them, right? Uh, 20 of them a day. We did it 20 a day during a whole week. And uh, I said, right, I'm not going to call Aleo. You're going to call Aleo. And let's see if anybody responds. Uh, I explain this to the audience. <laughs> These kids are going to call, all right? Uh, are you going to respond? Yeah, all right. We can't sing. Well, it doesn't matter. Are you going to respond? Yeah, all right. Oh, oh, Leo. You know, yeah. Five and a half thousand people. Were they going to refuse? No. Brilliant. And yeah. so, and then we just set up this massive beat. I mean, crikey, we blew the roof off the place. And the, all the carers um, who looked after them in all different areas of the country, they said, what did you do to these kids? They came back uh, bouncing off the walls. They were so excited. So. Yeah, oh, yeah call, call and response is uh, it really works. And then just really simple beats, you know. You could, like I say, the CEO just said to me, that's amazing. All I was getting them to do is play the first beat of the bar. One, two, three, 
quantity. And I'd say, doesn't even matter if you get it wrong, just, just at least um, look like you're getting it right. So smile, you know, don't screw your eyes up. <laughs> go, oh, no. You know, just, just bluff it, you know, fake it till you make it. And then yeah. really within minutes, uh, they get there. They, uh, yeah, it's yeah. not through fear. It's not through musical ability. It's, it's purely just getting them in the groove. So that's the discipline part. I do some real basic beats. And then after about 20 minutes, I say, all right, here comes the surrender. Where You lot are going to hold the beat. You lot are going to play whatever you want. And then it turns into this amazing kind of session. Then I have all sorts of tricks to swap them around and yeah. uh, get Brilliant. things going. I love that. And breaks. Breaks. A really good way actually is silence. You know, because we're all going, they get so, at first, they can't stop in the break. They just kind of carry on playing. I go, look, there's silence in the break, all right? You know what silence is. You can all count. Yay. All right, let's try it again. And then someone carries on. I go, look, do you understand? There's no no drumming in the break. And then they go, all right, all right, And then they're laughing at each other as they can't stop. But the, the trick about that is they're only concentrating on the break. Um, so consequently, they play really good music because that is the surrender bit and the discipline is silence, then the surrender, discipline, silence. And so, I mean, that is the groove. That is the groove. Silence is also very profound groove if it's um you know if it's kind of limited amount of time with this crazy kind of riot either side it's just i mean yeah. there's nothing like it people often say hey, do you do this because you're a drummer it's not because i'm a drummer if if i could do it with cooking and i thought cooking worked better i'd be a cook you know but i've found nothing better than uh and playing a groove to bring people together. Yeah, I love it. How, so I've got a couple of questions off the back of that yeah. as well. First question is, is there, is there a minimum number of people and is there a maximum number of people you can do this with? Well, like I say, um, five and a half thousand at the Albert Hall, not that they were drumming, but they would have done if we'd have yeah. given them drums, that's for sure. Um, I did a thousand people in Disneyland, Paris. No, I mean, really, there's... Uh, minimum, I, I would say, is probably four. Yeah. It depends. But even then, even if I've got four introverts, uh, you know, I can work with them. I, you know, I'm, I'm quite cheeky. I've watched myself on film. I think, how am I getting away with it? And I, I'm yeah. just um, – I'm, I'm sort of performing, but I'm performing uh, with compassion, really. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> it's – uh, you can see, yeah, it, uh, I'm surprised myself sometimes because I think, oh, actually, I was quite nervous going into that, but I certainly don't look nervous. It's like um, there's something that comes out of me that, I mean, I've been through ups and downs in my life for sure. You know, I've been through some really dark times, but that yeah. that allows me to connect with anybody. You know, I've been rich, I've been poor, I've, I've eaten, you know, I've, I've yeah. lived on pretty much nothing, you know, porridge and vitamin pills sometimes. So I've lived, um, I've lived a life where I can pretty much relate to anybody and any terror. You know, I've been depressed where 
I've been terrified for a year and I haven't known what about, you know, that was yeah. 10 years ago. Um, so, so nothing kind of phases me uh, with a group. And, yeah. and I always know I can get out of everything. You know, if, if uh, I'll have all sorts of project directors saying, you can do anything, Tom, but just don't move the furniture. And I go, but we have to move the furniture to for this to work you know no no it's all set up for the gala dinner well you know yeah. <laughs> so i i always check it out with the ceo first okay if i need to move the furniture can i move it yeah yeah sure tom yeah we trust it. you know especially if i've worked with them before yeah i did this in berlin i just got off the stage they said don't get off the stage you'll get feedback and i thought oh, well fuck it i'll try it and i just stood up in the middle of a in the middle of the gala dinner setup, I said, look, we're doing all right, but we'd get a much better sound if we just got rid of these chairs and we set the set yeah. the um, chairs up in circles around me, in concentric circles. And yeah. I saw these, you know, the project managers getting security in to get me out. <laughs> and I said, um, and Jack, I said to Jack, the CEO, I said, Jack, do you want it same as Chicago without any tables? And he said, yeah, yeah. I said, well, what do you think? And uh, he said, yeah, I think so. And I said, well, look, let's look at what the title of your conference is. And it says uh, the, 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 the conference title was Achieve the Impossible. You know, I said, do you think it's possible to move these tables? <laughs> <laughs> and they That's couldn't say no. You know, uh, the, uh, what, how, how absurd to have yeah. achieved the impossible, but don't move any furniture. Really? So anyway, they moved the, and the, I didn't know this, but intuitively I must have known it. That with me getting off the stage, suddenly there was all this space on the stage. So they put half the tables on the stage yeah. and uh, the others in the corners, and we had this amazing thing. And the, um, the booker, who was so against me doing this, he said, that's amazing. He said, it's better than drum cafes. It's better than anything I've ever seen. And, um, and I was meant to go out for this big celebration with them. But I'd actually booked myself into um, to do a community event in a, in a school in Berlin with a friend of mine. But, so I missed yeah. out on this whole gala dinner thing. Consequently, I didn't get any book, more bookings. But, <laughs> hey, you know, we had a great time at the school. So Yeah, amazing. I mean, so you mentioned before that you do this uh, on Zoom and you do it face-to-face. Uh, -face. I imagine that um, six months ago, after for 20 years, it was probably 95% face-to-face or... Yeah, it's 100%. 100% face-to-face. How yeah. have you found the last six months? Yeah, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure because yeah. I used to spend my life in airports, driving up motorways, uh, you know, coming home, getting tired, having to drink Red Bull to stay awake so I didn't go off the road. Um, I don't do any of that. I haven't drunk an energy drink for six months i'll just drink yeah. water you know much healthier um the the difficulty of getting people in the back row just logistically say does anyone want to come and dance on stage you know and i can see in a audience physically people who want yeah. to come up but they have to shuffle down the aisle and all that um and i just go okay so now we've got the rhythm going with let's dance and then I can just spotlight people. Bang. You, you're on stage. You're on stage. Yeah. Spotlight, spotlight. And now we can multi-spotlight. I can have 
uh, six people on stage within 30 seconds, all kind of being able to see each other if they've got Zoom 5.2.2 and above. Um, so they can interact. You know, it's, it's amazing. And then I, uh, I, I can do all these things. I can refer to them all by name, 200 yeah. people. How am I going to learn that at a real conference? Yeah. And I can just say, okay, so I'm really going for people who – Let's uh, let's get a piece of material. Let's just flick the, you know, lockdown cobwebs out of the corner of the room. So yeah. I won't say dance with your arms out because they won't do it. I say, come on, let's flick some cobwebs. And then I say, all right, Jack's really going for it. And then I can just highlight Jack. Hey, look at Julie. Julie's doing it with you know, yeah, tea towels or something. See, so it needn't be some silk scarf. And then I can just spotlight, spotlight, spotlight. And it just the whole thing takes off. So in, in a way, COVID is, uh, you know, my dreams have come true. I'm sorry for all the people that are dying, and I'm sorry for anyone's listening um, yeah. who's been bereaved, obviously. You know, it's a terrible, terrible thing. But, there's, but for some of us in the events yeah. industry who had dreams of, if only I could do an event like this, and only I could do an event like that, it's delivered. Yes. Yeah. No, I think, and I think, um, I think different people, there's definitely opportunities for, um, so I know we, as a, as a business here, we've, we've flipped and we've gone a hundred percent face to face and we're seeing a lot of the, the same benefits as you. We can, we can multiple clients over a shorter period of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for some, some things def- definitely work better. How are you finding the engagements, um, and the sound that you're getting back at your screen? Is it yeah. similar? Or not. Well, the, the good thing is I can control it. The, the, I spent the last 20 years schmoozing AV people mm-hmm. who are bored to hell. You know, luckily, because of my music business background, most of them I can engage because they go, oh, great, a musician. You know, so, and they yeah. kind of go to town on the sound because they're fed up with just um, tweaking a little lapel mics. So, um, so I've generally got on well with AV people, but it means I can – I don't have to send them a playlist or anything beforehand that they have to say, I never got that. Can we play Search for a Hero? We always play that. You know, yeah. so, <laughs> so, <laughs> I can just I can go from song to song. Oh, like I was doing one um, event. It was actually for quite a small team, and I was going to play Paul Simon's You Can Call Me Out because that's a really good thing to play Wooden Spoons along to. And they said, yeah, we quite like that, but could we do Living on a Prayer? It's our team song. So, yeah, I said I just dialed it up within yeah. 10 seconds. Right, okay, we're going to do it to Living on a Prayer. Let's play this beat along. And and I broadcast by sharing computer sound, of course, so yeah. straight into their headphones or their speakers. So there's no loss of quality. It's just like they're playing their favorite songs yeah. on their favorite system, on their favorite headphones. So. All I'm, in a way, you know, don't tell anybody this, <laughs> but really what I'm giving them permission to do is dance in their own homes, waving the yeah. tea towel around or, or clicking together some wooden spoon. They could do that without me and save a lot of money. But <laughs> can they do it in-house, you know? If you get the HR director to tell them to do that, it's not going to happen, yeah. which is so I am the permission you know, I'm yeah. I'm the rock star activator, and you know that's the way the world is. Uh, the, the world's always needed facilitators or storytellers or magicians or jokers or 
And if somebody wanted to, if somebody wanted to book the Rockstar Activator, mm. where would they go and how would they do that? Well, they'd need to remember my name, which is Tom Morley, <laughs> M-O-R-L-E-Y. Um, it's just tommorley.com. Um, and there's, there's a contact form on each the bottom of each page, there's a contact page, you know, yeah. uh, and I'm not sure if you were to, because I've only um, started using the name in the last six months, I'm not sure if you did a Google search, whether I'd come up, I'd be, I'd be interested to know actually, but certainly if you put Rockstar Activator Tom, I think yeah. I would come up. So, um, do you, want me to, do you want me to try that while we're recording? Shall we do, do that? that? Yeah, sure. sure. Let's, we'll, let's we'll see what happens. If you, well, come, you come up with three others. <laughs> Rockstar Activator. Let's have a see. TomMorley.com appears top. Yeah, kidding. No, no. Oh, my God. Yeah, so whoever's doing your search engine optimizations are earning Ooh. the money. Mm. How amazing. I don't do any at all. Great, yeah. but I am active, you know, I and I've learned this thing. Uh, I should have been doing it for years, but just to tag in photos, I just used to put them up as any old JPEG X35YZ. Yeah. But if you tag photos with your name, um, that also gets you quite a lot of organic SEO, I've found. So. Oh, amazing. I mean, what do you not do, Tom? What do I what? What do you not do? What do there's I not the, do? Yeah, there's, there's, um, so, there's so, many different thing, so many different things to you, isn't there? Yeah. Well, I'm... Um, I don't know. One of my favorite TED Talks is uh, it's called the Multi Potentialite. Have you seen that? No, oh, I've not seen that one. No, I'm making up. Really, uh, really, you should have a look. I'll send you a link. Perfect. And there's, it's by a, a woman who she says, well, we used to be called polymaths or Renaissance people, um, but with people who, who don't fit into one category. And she says it starts early when people say to you as a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you go, oh, I don't know, engineer. Uh, astronaut, nurse, you know, and we start to get chat. We start to get um, it's hegemony, really, that we just we're meant to, and then we're, and we're meant to concentrate on one thing. And then when we get to build our website, what's your USP? Get on LinkedIn. What's your USP? What's what's the what's the thing? What's your niche now? What's your micro niche? And some of us go, do you know? What? I didn't. I really I just don't get this. You know. It's like um, when I was first learning computers, it's like you, you learn Photoshop. Oh, you're, gonna, you're a graphic designer. No, because I also use logic. Oh, you're a musician. No, because I always you know, yeah. I also use Word to do writing. Oh, you're a blogger. Well, people yeah, yeah. just box, box, box. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense to, if you want to sell something. Well, it does make sense. It, it, because unfortunately we have this jack of all trades, master of none or Jill of all trades, master of none. And, um, it's, it's again, it, it's nonsense because for a lot of the time humans have been on the planet, especially in the Renaissance, you know, you wouldn't say to Leonardo, well, what are you? An inventor? Well, I kind of invented that. Oh, you're an inventor. No, I'm a painter. Oh, you're a painter. Oh, you're. Uh, you know, you're oh, yeah. um, you know all about anatomy and ph- physiology. You must be a masseur. No, not really. So, and yet Leonardo is, is one of the most revered artists we have. Yeah. And yet we say, yeah, yeah, Leonardo, great. What's your niche? Yeah. yeah. In the same sentence. So, um, 
so consequently, I, 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 it's not perverse that I don't like to be pinned down. I'm just, I just move around. And, and yeah, in the multi-potentialite talk, um, I wish I could remember the woman who said, I think her name's Erin, who gives it. Um, she says, we, we learn all about something. And then we, once we've learned all about it, we don't go, oh, I'm bored, I'll move on. We say, all right, I'll put that in my toolbox. I've got that now. I don't need to, you know, refine, 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 and then go and say that's who I am. I'm going over yeah. here. This looks interesting, and you find they all join up anyway. Yeah, it's like I say, they, um, you know, I can do it and do a gig on stage, make sure it gets filmed properly, come home, and um, the one thing I love to do, and after a virtual event, excuse me, is take all the footage, an hour of footage. Yeah. All the spotlighting, all the music, uh, you know, I sometimes have to replace the music for copyright reasons. But, again, I love just bringing everybody in on the beat and bringing in graphics and yeah. basically making a pop video out of all these performances I've just seen. And uh, it's a beauty. So that, to me, uh, is it's one thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Not, oh, you're editing. Oh, you're performing. Oh, you're yeah. troubleshooter of technology when it doesn't work yeah. <laughs> you, know, you have to be all these things yeah but it's a pleasure it's an absolute pleasure and they all have different energies to them so they all balance you know you can't be a performer all the time you get exhausted you can't be yeah. an editor all the time you go blind you know but um yeah so they, they all make up you as an individual as well. I, I love yeah. that. I love that yeah. because, yeah. Um, so I used to, I used to, I used to have a bounty castle business. I used to DJ at parties and, oh. and, and, and now, I, now I'm a business improvement coach. I have podcast host, children's book author, all of these <laughs> random things. Yeah. And, 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 and it, yeah, I, I completely resonate with what you're saying is because yeah. some people, they try to put you in that, that one box and only want to talk about that one thing. Uh, when there's, yeah, all sorts of different things. Yeah, you're gonna love that. You're gonna love this multi potential light talk. It's for you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm, I look forward to watching that one. Completely look forward to watching that one. Um, so, Tom, quick. Oh, wait, are you still there, Tom? Excuse me, anyone who's written this book or, or read it thoroughly. Um, she describes it. I'm going to say it really simply. How yeah. in monkeys, in uh, when they're foraging in a, a jungle, um, about ninety percent of them are real foragers. They see the fruit, they start eating it, and that that's it. And then about it might even only be five percent. Say that's ninety five percent. Five percent are the lookouts. They go them. You know, if they're all paying attention to that, we are, we're vulnerable. There's predators around here in this part of the jungle. So they're the lookouts. But they get fed by the rest of the tribe, right, for being um, sensitive. So they're like, uh, if you bring that into the human world, if you believe we are, you know, if you believe in evolution, then some of us, grow up with that kind of sensibility of looking around, looking out, looking, you know, being ready, being ready. There's, there's always something like this in every team or in every company. So those, those people tend to be in the storytelling world. They tend to be the magicians and the sorcerers and the, you know, the people with special, they're, they're, they're just built that way. They're built, they're tuned to the world in, in a way of, okay, that's happening over there. That's how, so this, it, 
where people who join the dots. So yeah, consequently, yeah. we don't say, I only need binoculars, <laughs> because you don't. You need binoculars. You need sensitive ears. You need to be able to smell, you know, if there's any predator around. So we, we're multi-sensory. Yeah. That's funny. I haven't thought of it in that way before, but I think that is, that is true, that whole binocular thing. And yet people would like to say, Oh, you're the you're the binocular person, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. What's yeah, what's good is that going to be if a predator is, you know, sneaking up this way, but the wind's blowing this way, so you can smell them. That's what you want. That's what you yeah. need. And especially, you know, nowadays, crikey, you know, we're we're fighting an enemy we can't see. You know, the virus we can't see. So we've got to be really sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, completely, completely. I mean, I could I could talk to you all day, Tom. Um, but but I've got a, for one final question. Yeah. What does a rockstar activator um, have for his tea? In fact, do you say tea or dinner? Uh, for his tea. <laughs> um, well, I grew up saying tea. Um, you know, I'm a working class kid, but I've elevated myself to the middle class, so now I'd probably say supper. What do you mean? Oh. Yeah. You better pull over for supper. Um, <laughs> What would I have? Well, with my wife being away, <laughs> I mean, we we cook pretty well. You know, with we've, we've given up pretty much given up sort of anything like pasta or even rice and stuff. So we we'd eat some sort of protein and vegetables. That's all Very good. So steamed and um, maybe baked fish or something like that. And so we're not vegetarians, but we don't yeah. eat hardly eat any red meat, but we do eat fish. Um, just things that allow us to, to know we've eaten something, but allow us to go for a walk and then go to sleep. You know, it's, uh, yeah. it's Perfect. boring. Perfect. What's next for Tom Marley? Well, um, I've recently signed with a agency called, uh, speaking office who are that they've only got 30 other people. They've got like Sebco and, uh, Shappy Corsandri and, um, David Lammy. So people I uh, people I know, people who have a bit of a rep, and I'm they're no more for speaking. Uh, so I'm the kind of interactive one on the team. Yeah. So they're they're working out how to work with me, and but they've got me some good gigs so far. So and they're, they're keen on keeping me as this sort of. <laughs> I know I've been ranting about niche as this kind of, you know, but at least keeping me in this niche price band because I will go off and work with anybody. If someone says, yeah. you know, can you come and do this local beaver scouts for a hundred quid? I'll go, yeah, of course. You know, it costs me nothing to yeah. turn on the system and I will keep doing it, but they don't want me to do that with any kind of corporate clients anymore. If they say we've only got 300 pounds, going to you can't yeah. afford it. So, um, so my future is they've got they've they've got this multicolored spreadsheet. I've never seen anything like it with what Tom Morley's doing for the next two years and how we're going to make him a star. You know, so wow, um, and keep him a star. Yeah, whether lockdown changes everything or not, you know, they they understand all the. I, I think we're going to go into hybrid events, and I, I want to be really ready for that. I've got a lot of ideas already, but. Yeah, well, I'm sounding like Donald Trump. Hey, we're gonna be. I've got to <laughs> we're gonna. We're gonna. You're gonna get so fed of fed up of me having ideas. 
Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't know you did impressions as well. Was... No, I don't, man. God, I don't <laughs> want to be a Donald Trump impression. But no, I just started to sound like, yeah, 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 it's all going to be great. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. We don't know what it's going to be great. But um, but certainly hybrids here. So, uh, and, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to that because, as I said, I, I would prefer, rather than fly to America, both for my own health, both for the environment and the time involved. I'd re- I know p- drummers all over the world. I could be directing from London. I could have drummers on stage in New York. I could have drummers on on stage in Chicago and Shanghai, and we could look. We could link everybody up. You know yeah. whether um, the latency thing works or not. Uh, we haven't really talked about that, but I'd, I have a way of acting activating everybody without actually being in time that that works because we're all actually playing to the same song that I am broadcasting to them. It's just that it's in slightly different times in each person's home or time zone. But it doesn't matter because if you see everybody moving like this, right, if you see 50 people doing that, if they're slightly out of time, they're all slightly out of time together. So you get this kind of wave the wave is in time. Yeah, You'd never yeah. go to the ocean and say, oh, I'm not staying here. Those waves are a bit out of time. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, you, the, you, the kind of regularity of it plus the kind of randomness of everyone being slightly different, Yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing you love. So, um, man, I haven't thought of that metaphor before either, but actually it's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that's what I'm doing. So we can do that all around the world without me having to fly and uh, they're, they're taking all the planes apart anyway. I just saw it on the BBC. <laughs> all the jumbo jets, they're not flying anymore. They're taking them apart. In the, in oh, the yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I would like to be uh, one of the people. I mean, I'm, I, I will be in the vanguard of that, but uh, without being Trump-like because I know – I'm meeting, meeting up with Mark Bedford on um, Thursday from Madness. And I, I, that's this whole rock star activator thing. I think um, I would just start bringing all my rock star mates in, saying, "Look, I've got this structure. Let's yeah. let's have the four of us in the middle on Zoom, you know, uh, in a spotlight." So it could be, you know, I haven't spoken to Suggs yet, but it might be Suggs, Mark, <laughs> Steve, Naive from Costello's band, me. You know, we're the kind of center center people. And everyone's yeah, dancing yeah. with us. And then we can invite people in to dance with us. Who wants to come and dance with Suggs? You know, you can, you can imagine two people. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know, like I say, I haven't run this past him yet, but yeah, who yeah. knows? Yeah. You know, that's that's the sort of thing. Oh, I love the sound of that. I absolutely love the sound of that. Um, if you ever want to test that out, please invite me yeah, to, right. uh, to come oh, and well, dance yeah. with you. Oh, well, uh, for sure. Yeah, no, that's amazing. That's amazing. I just want to say um, Tom, thanks very much again for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure. What was your What was your website again? TomMorley.com? Was that the one? .com, yeah. And the Morley is M-O-R-L-E-Y, L-E-Y. Rather, I won't even say how it is the other way around. M-O-R-L-E-Y.com. Perfect. No, thank, thanks very much for that. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. And enjoy the rest of your day. I will. Lovely to see you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Business Problems Solved. You can contact Lee on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lee Horton, the business problem solver. 
or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it.